Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is Ashley. And this is Michael. And this is about a dog. Yes, it is. The Westminster Aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, aftermath is correct. I hope no one took bets on that because, well, to be honest, you'd be wasting your money. Yeah. Because a lot of things happened. I got things wrong. You didn't have a good uh, ratio, I'll say that. No, I did not. No, 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 no. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you didn't do as... If I had to say, I'd say it's a very low D. <laughs> on, on the grading scale. Very low D, yeah. You, you didn't fail. You passed by the skin of your teeth. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Do we have any old business we have to get into, or you just want to get into this? Um, basically, we are back home after losing power. Our tornado did touch down not too far from the house. Well, yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah. We were recording from your mom's. Um, so, yeah, we're back home, back with power. Um... We are currently in the middle of our show weekend. With our club. Yep. With it's technically not our club, but it's a club we joined. Yeah, that we're members of. Yeah. Um, we are in Richmond, Virginia, if uh-huh. you guys want to come find us. <laughs> it's probably already happened at this point. Yeah, if you guys want to come <laughs> find us. Yeah. yeah. And not be creepy about it. Please don't be creepy about it. Um, just... Look for whenever the German Shepherds and the Hamiltons are showing, and you'll find us. Um, like on InfoDog, maybe. Yeah, look up on InfoDog, and, you know, it'll tell you. Anywho. Um, Sorry, I got an eye on Raven here. Yeah, um, and plus, in you know, midst of it all, darn Rosie got back-to-back best in open shows, so... So far, so good. We've got so four far. days, and she's taken it two for two, two of those four days. Yeah, two of the... And we got some lovely pottery to show for it. We have no idea what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> and Deku got his first AKC point today. Mm-hmm. So He's a pointed boy. Hello, Raven. Hi, Ray Ray. Joining us now on the podcast is Raven. She couldn't hear her tail banging against the wall. Yep. She was trying to figure out what it was I was supposedly eating when, in fact, all I have is water. Mm-hmm. She's needy. It's, it's just water. She has a need. It's water. So... All right, let's get into it. Yeah. Go ahead and, I guess, uh, you start reading with... Whoa, hang on, Raven, stop. Can you? Can we not do that, Ray Ray? Yeah, she keeps wanting to mess with your power cord for some reason. Yeah. Um, you read what you picked, and I'll read what happened. So, I realistically... My realistic prediction... Oh, keep in mind, we're, we're, you have to tell me the group so I can get to the notes. For the hound. So it goes in order of how it was All run. All right, so for I'm at the hound group right now. Go ahead. For Tuesday night, first group was the hound group. Mm-hmm. Um, I said Claire, the Scottish deer hound, yep, was my realistic, realistic pick. Yep. The would love to see mm-hmm. was Susie, the English foxhound. Um, <laughs> the, blood, the, the bloodhound took it. The bloodhound took it, but... <laughs> So here's what I'll say though. Both Susie and Claire got shortlisted in the groups. Okay. There was I also mentioned on uh, our episode 
the Afghan hound, mm-hmm. the Afghan hound that was like one of the top hounds in the country, lost the breed. Mm. It was an upset in the breed. Right. And the Rhodesian Ridgeback that I really liked mm-hmm. um, wasn't entered. Um, and the Petite Basset Griffon Vendéon that I really liked didn't make it out of the breed. Mm. Um, the Tringwalker Coonhound, I think he got shortlisted, Nate. Um, but you have to understand, when it comes to dogs and stuff of like what i see mm-hmm. if they don't come to my area i don't see them well yeah because we um, tend to stay on the east coast and sometimes i'll see like who wins what with um canine chronicle like i'll get like a post update of like best in show results but unless it's local to my area i generally don't check right um so next up toy group um, this one threw me for left fucking field. Um, I said that the Pekingese would yes, win for both realistic and would love to see. Problem with that is the dog that David Fitzpatrick has been specialing, he didn't take to Westminster this year. Right. So, That's whoops. why. So what ended up really happening was the Maltese took it. Yeah, the Maltese took it. Um, but my realistic picks, I think the Blenheim and Prince Charles English Toy Spaniel got a group placement, and I think the Shih Tzu got a group placement too. Mm. So like when you break down like my group placements and like who got shortlisted, it's really not that bad. Hi, D. <laughs> <laughs> I only got one group winner, right? So shut up. That's why you got a D and not an F. Because if you got them all wrong, then you would have failed. All right. So, non sporting group. Oh, hang on. I put it in alphabetical order. So, yeah. All right. Go ahead. I said that Standard Poodle, Brighton Benchmark, would win. Mm-hmm. Would love to see Dalmatian win. Um,. French Bulldog won. Now... But the Dalmatian did take a second. Yes. I will go ahead and tell you this right here. Mm-hmm. That I really haven't seen a lot of this French Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we're on the East Coast. Right. This dog has been campaigned mainly on the West Coast. Right. And the first I saw of him was a photo after... We recorded the podcast or after I'd made my predictions or something. Mm-hmm. And it was the results from Wolfstock where that French Bulldog won like big at Wolfstock, which is a themed show in Northern California. Raven. Good girl. Uh, hounds counter surfing. Yeah. We did say it was about a dog. Well, you know. <laughs> Well, this is what you get. Pretty much. Um, I, part of me wishes she was as talkative as she was before we earlier. started recording. Yeah. Um, there was kind of an upset in the standard... Well, not kind of an upset in the standard poodles. Um, the number one and number two standard poodles in the country did not... Neither one of them won the breed. Oh, wow. Or won the variety, technically. So, that was an upset. Um, 
But that French Bulldog, I am not a French Bulldog fan. Mm-hmm. They're just not my cup of tea. Right. And I think part of it is I've seen so many bad ones mm-hmm. that if more looked like that French Bulldog did, I right. would be a fan of them more. Mm. Because that dog is stunning. Mm. And if you're not breeding to like what that dog looks like, mm-hmm. you are doing it wrong. Yeah. Basically, you know, that should be a testament to everyone that wants a French Bulldog and all of this shit about French Bulldogs. If they do not look like that dog, mm. you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Period. Hurting group. Hurting, hurting, hurting. Okay. Um, so, I said Australian Shepherd mm-hmm. would win the group and would love to see the Pooley win the group. River the German Shepherd took it with the Aussie taking second. So, if I had flipped the two, it would have been fine for realistic <laughs> because I had Australian Shepherd as one and River the German Shepherd as two. Mm. Um... And I think part of it that kind of threw me for a loop is the Australian Shepherd that I thought was going to win the breed did not win the breed. And it's... um, That's okay. Yeah. It's a bitch that has been winning a lot, but she didn't win the breed. She got best of opposite. JJ, who won the national specialty last year, he won the breed and Uh. got a group two. Um, and he was like number one or two herding dog in the country or something last year or the year before, something like that. Yeah. But I thought that they were done showing him, but I guess they wanted to get one more Westminster out of him. So I was like, okay. <laughs> the Pooley that I liked and saw recently wasn't entered. Mm. Um, so, yeah. The Pumi, however, did make the short list. Um, so... I could have sworn you'd pick that in something, but it didn't... No. Sh- it's not showing up in my notations here. Nope. Oh, well. So, that was night one. Yeah. If we're taking tally here, I hadn't gotten a single group yet. Yeah, there, I don't know how many groups there were, but you're 0, four. And, 0 and 4. Yeah. I was 0 and 4. Next night, which was Wednesday, so we're going to start with sporting group. Okie dokie. Here's where I fucked up. Okay. And here's where an upset happened. The Lagoto Romagnolo. Mm-hmm. Orca. She did not make it out of the breed. Mm. She lost the breed. Um, and she's stunning. Mm. So I think if she might have won, it might have been a different outcome. Right. So, you know, there's that. Um... My realistic was that Logoto Romagnolo Orca mm-hmm. yeah. was would love to see was the wire hair pointing Griffon. Now what happened was the English setter. The English setter. The wire hair pointing Griffon did get pulled in the group and got a group four. So I'm taking that as a fucking win on that because I don't think that's ever happened in the breed history. So, are you taking the, the, the fact that the Dalmatian took second in non-sporting as being a win as well? Because you called it as being what you'd like? No. 
So then you then by that rationale you can't take that win either. Here's where I'm going to say that I'm going to take the win is because Dalmatians have historical success at Westminster. Next to poodles, they are like the second ones, second breed to so there's a historical con- there's a historical context here. A wire hair pointing griffon has never to my knowledge gotten a group placement at Westminster before mm. in the breed history. So for it to even get a group placement is a big deal. Because that means that the judge overlooked the rarity mm. and realized that that's still a nice dog. So I'm afraid we're gonna to have to agree to disagree on this one, but let's press on, shall we? Because I I think you're I know you're you're trying to steal something here, honestly, <laughs> to up your grade. But to be honest with you, teacher's not gonna budge no matter how much extra credit you do. All right, next up is the working group. Waking for a living, eh? So I said striker the Samoyed. Samoyed, yes. And I would love to see was Monet the Kuvas. Kuvas, and you got this one correct. You yes, I did. It the realistic winner, the Samoyed, took it. Um, there were some upsets. So the Newfoundland um, didn't win the breed. I don't think he was entered. The giant Schnauzer that um, won the AKC National Championship didn't make it out of the breed. Mm. Uh, Monet did. Um, the standard schnauzer did, and I think the standard schnauzer and the giant schnauzer that made it out of the breed ended up with group placements. I want to say Monet might have gotten one as well, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So, next up, here's where I'm going to give a little bit of background and stuff. Okay. My realistic, I said stash. The um, ceiling. You called stash taking all of it. You said realistic and what you'd like with stash. Yeah, so... Yeah, stash. For yeah. both. The Celium. He came in second. Yeah, the Lakeland Terrier took it. Now, I said... Earlier, I said in the previous episode mm-hmm. that it's almost... It, it could almost be a coin toss or it could be a, like flip of a switch in terms of who could win the terrier group between the Lakeland and the Celium. Mm-hmm. Out of the group placements, mm-hmm. the terrier group is the group that I got the most group placements right. Got the most group placements. Okay. So my realistic, I said Stash, I said MM, and I said Louie, the Amstaff. So, M.M., the Lakeland, won the group. Stash came in second. Louie came in, came in fourth. I can't remember mm-hmm. who was group third. But this is, in, in terms of the groups where we have the most knowledge um, of some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, mm-hmm. the Terrier group is one of them. Yeah. Um, the Hound group, we have a little bit of insight, but not as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a matter of who we know and um, who we hang out with. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I will say is 
to the Fox announcer. I want, I want that man's job because he... he oh, Richard LeFave. He doesn't oh, work for Fox. Oh, that's a different guy. He but does not honestly, work for Fox. he screwed up a lot. He did. He, he really did screw up. At one point, he went, uh, and kind of stammered and messed with his words. I mean, I mean, I told Ashley multiple times, like, put me in, coach. I'm ready. Let's do this. So, but the Fox announcers, the commentators, basically. Yeah. That did the ring interview with oh. um, MM's handler, Ariel. Mm-hmm. The fact that she had the balls to say on national television, oh, you think this was an upset? Oh and my God. And his response was spot on. Mm. No. Wow. Just flat out. Flat out, no. No. His response was correct. Mm. And the reason I say that it is correct, number two terrier in the country right mm, now. Yeah. She is six years old. Mm-hmm. Much more seasoned dog than Stash. Right. She is at her full maturity. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she is at her peak right now. Mm-hmm. So, no, it is not a simple situation of rankings. Right. And you you also have to think of, there have been very, very few times that Stash and MM competed against one another head to head. Right. And when those two, when those two competed against one another head to head. Right. It was a coin toss odds. Mm. So it was straight 50-50 odds as to who would place higher. Not necessarily who would win the group, but who would place higher in the group. Right. Now, Stash has the advantage Mm -hmm. right now. Right. Because he's younger. MM's career is probably going to start slowing down. Right. Just by the very nature that she's a six-year-old bitch. Mm -hmm. And... You really, it's very, very, very uncommon to show bitches past six. Hmm. Um, and for males, they can keep going. Hmm. Because, you know, you have to understand that dog shows are not, a, they should not be about the glitz and glamour. Hmm. They should be evaluating breeding stock. Right. So all of these dogs are intact mm-hmm. and should be used as breeding stock mm-hmm. to continue the generations and to preserve their respective breeds and adhere to the breed standard. Right. So that means that with a male, it is easier to show them intact mm-hmm. than it is to show a female intact. Um, because of female dogs' reproductive cycles and, you know, every six months. And there's also hormonal changes that happens to their coat. A lot of bitches will just drop coat, like, just poof, gone. <laughs> um, terriers seem to do better with it mm-hmm. than, say, um, German Shepherds. German Shepherds, like, their coat just goes, bye-bye. Mm. Um, and a lot of your northern breeds do the same thing. So, like, Alaskan Malamutes, Siberian Huskies, Akitas, when they come into season, 
Mm-hmm. Their coat just goes, see ya. And it's... Can you see her? She's on the sofa. Alright, well, I don't know where she is, so... Um, so... Yeah, and, and to have Louie and Amstaff, mm-hmm. who I think he's eight or nine or something, um, still placing in the groups at Westminster is phenomenal. Mm. Um, and this dog is proven himself both in, in, in every single place that you would want him to prove himself. Right. Prove himself in the show ring. Proven himself and have titles behind his name. Right. And proven himself in the whelping box. Meaning that he has sired champions. He made babies. Yeah. I think the most recent post I saw, he has sired 24 champions and counting. Mm -hmm. So that's saying something. Yeah. That he is passing on that legacy. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Now... For best in show, Ooh, obviously, here we go. obviously, I had a, I, I knew damn well <laughs> that none of my picks for best in show, so I was winging it night of and was just like, all right, who would? Well, you had real yeah picks here. Yeah, my realistic, I said Claire, and reserve was Stash. Um, what I would love reserve to reserve was Stash for both. Yeah, it was Stash for both and. Yeah. Um, English Foxhound would love to see that. And the Scottish Deerhound. Yeah, I said yeah, I said okay. that earlier. Right. Um, but, but what happened was the French Bulldog was reserved. Yep. And Trumpet, the Bloodhound, won Best in Show. Yep. When I saw Trumpet and his side gate and his movement and his presence, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, he's on. And there's something special about him yeah. that I couldn't put my finger on. And certain people within the dog world, if they have an eye, they can see it. And they can see it through the TV as well and just be like, right. ooh, that's nice. But you can't really describe why. Mm-hmm. And even in terms of, like, a breed that you don't know, like, you don't know their breed standard, but you're like, damn, that's nice. Right. And I don't know the Bloodhound breed standard, but I know what they were bred to do, so I can kind of do a form and function kind of thing mm-hmm. of you want an efficient mover that is a man-trailing dog that can go for long distances. Yeah. With an effortless stride while trailing with head down, tail up. Hmm. And have those copious folds of skin and the ears to appropriately knock the scent around and then funnel it and channel it up into those big wide nostrils. <laughs> I, like, you can follow the form and function and just see it. And see it come to life. Right. And... When that happens, you're just like, oh, shit, that's nice. <laughs> and then for uh, that French Bulldog, there was something about that dog as well that you were just like, holy shit, that's what they're <laughs> supposed to look like. Yeah. And the dog was presented in remarkable condition. 
Because so many times with French Bulldogs, you will see them have a little bit of excess poundage and not carry their weight appropriately. And what I mean by that is they're supposed to be a thicker-bodied dog by nature because they're a bully breed. But the thicker body does not mean that it should be fat. It means that it should be muscle. Right. So there has been a trend to see just sort of a roundish appearance Mm -hmm. of French Bulldogs as opposed to this cobby little compact thing with muscles. (laughs) And that's what he was. He was a cobby little compact thing with muscles and very correct head, very correct ears, very correct expression. Um, And really one thing that was kind of remarkable to me for a French Bulldog, and since that breed has gotten some press recently, thanks Norway. Oh my. About how you can't breed them ethically anymore because there's too many health problems and all that shit. Oh, okay. So there's like this, they're saying it's cruelty breeding to basically breed a French Bulldog. It was a breath of fresh air Hmm. to see that dog under those lights Mm -hmm. under that condition and under the adrenaline and everything and not pant Mm. did not look in any sort of respiratory distress at all right looked like he was breathing appropriately through his nose Mm -hmm. with the appropriate length of soft palate, which is what is important. Mm -hmm. And that is what causes breathing issues, is if the soft palate is obstructed and will obstruct the airway, that's where your breathing issues happen. If the nose nares, meaning the outsides are collapsed, that will cause obstruction in the airways. Right. His were not. And I think, I really, really think that that dog needs to become an ambassador for the breed. And... I really hope the microphone's picking that up. Mm-hmm. Because it's just hilarious. I mean, she found a toy. Yeah. <laughs> Ray! Come here! Raven! Come here. We You're not gonna bring to your toy. You're not gonna bring your toy. No. Okay. She's like, no. No, I'm not gonna share. Attention to me. I'm embarrassed. No. Um, <laughs> but I would love to see that French bulldog be campaigned in Europe. I would love to see it because I think it would be a breath of fresh fresh air mm. to the Europeans who are saying that this breed. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what Raven has to say about it. Um, That this breed cannot be bred healthily. Mm. Healthily. Or whatever. I'm making a point. Yeah. Can thrive and be healthy. There you go. And remain sound. There you go. Um, And actually look like the breed standard, which I know is very difficult these days. Um, So yeah, that's kind of... My hope. And I mm. I think it would be lovely to see the... To see if 
the bloodhound would go back would go to Crufts and try and win there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it would be interesting because the bloodhounds that you see in the UK generally their tails are down when they're moving. They're a little kind of eh. mm. I mean, to me, Trumpet has that wow factor that like you just see him and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, he's not overdone in any way. He's, you know, he's what a bloodhound should look like. Mm. Um, and he's kept in great condition. So like there's no issues like with the skin folds or anything right. like that that people are starting to say is an issue where there are too many loose skin folds and shit mm-hmm. are causing health problems and all of that and I'm like no you just gotta clean them you have to <laughs> know the breed that you're getting I mean knowledge of the breed that you're getting and doing your homework like we, well I mean we always say that do your homework I was getting yeah. ready to say that actually is what you should do and getting a bloodhound means carrying something to wipe up the drool. Oh yeah. Getting a bloodhound means cleaning their ears on a regular basis means making sure that those skin folds stay dry. They can't really stay damp and moist because that's how bacteria breeds in them and it's not nice. And that's how skin irritations happen. So, like we said, like from episode one, do your research. You know, if you're looking for a new dog to add to your home, it's always a good idea to do your homework, mm-hmm. look into it, research, research, and look again. And go to maybe a sh- go to a show. I was getting yeah. ready to say, go to a show and basically look around, see if you can find the particular breed you're looking for. Maybe you'll come across a breed that you're like, oh, actually, I kind of like that better. Yeah, and that's what that's what going to these shows is all about. On top of them being evaluating breeding stock, they're also education. Well, speaking of, we actually got to do some breed education today with... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, since I've started working the show, I've actually gotten to know... Uh, couple members of the staff with the Gloucester Kennel Club, one of them uh, being Neil. He basically knows everything. And Mac, I talked to today, he had never heard of our breed. He mm-hmm. uh, has Britneys. So I said, well, come on to you know this ring. You know, We're going to be there. We're going to have our, our Hamilton there. And he actually stood ringside. You know, Before we went in, Ashley was kind enough to come over, and I made the introduction and everything like that, and she went into what I call the meet-the-breed stuff, mm-hmm. where we sit there and we start to educate the breed. And honestly, it's good practice, but also, it's very educational. He was fascinated. Mm-hmm. And even the judge that awarded Rosie, and I started telling her what the breed is bred to do, and the, and the hunt style, and all of that, she was like... They're just so fascinating. I'm going to kind of throw her under the bus and say she thought it was a Polish breed. <laughs> was it Polish that she said or another another country? Mm-hmm. Or it was Buzz Polish. No. Oh, what was it? She didn't say. She didn't say, she didn't say Swedish. You had to correct her. I don't think we're talking about the same person. Are you sure? Because it was right before we took photos. Yeah, there was a person with an Amstaff. Because I could have sworn the judge said, like, no. possibly a Danish breed or something. Oh, like she said Danish. Thank yeah. you. Ha ha! My memory's not as bad as I thought it was, despite the fact I'm old. Um, so, yeah. We're going to post this episode tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Day of. Day How about of. that? So, yeah, we don't edit this shit. <laughs> I mean, come on. Freeform is the greatest form of expression. <laughs> and not the network, because I don't know. No. Fuck that tween shit. Um, but... <laughs> what? I don't like Freeform. I mean... No. We have, like, all these other shows that just look stupid. It looks like nothing more than, like, tween bait to me, well, honestly. Yeah, after-hour special shit. <laughs> Or after school special. I think my least favorite has to be the one, the bold type. The name alone for me is a problem. I'm sorry. But I don't even know what shows are on there anymore. and I don't, I don't have a choice. You actually would leave the TV on and you're laying, you're facing opposite the television. And you're trying to go to sleep. What am I doing? I'm massaging you. And nine times out of ten, you either have TikTok on or I don't have anything to look at except the television. This is what I did. Oh my god. This shit would rotate. I would see commercial after commercial to the point You're where I You're getting just... a lot of information into our personal lives that's... Again, we don't edit this shit. <laughs> if the people don't know that I give you a massage every night, they don't know us. It's right. rare that I don't give you a massage in the evening. I think last night was one of the few exceptions. Possibly tonight as well, to be honest. Um, Considering but we have anywho, an early fucking ring time. Yes, we do. Um... And, and more proof that we don't edit this fucking podcast is I you hope see, you, it's not a fucking podcast. It's a good podcast. Is I hope you guys enjoyed my mother's cameo. <laughs> that was awesome. Y'all finished yet? Y'all finished yet? <laughs> you know what? I think I might put that on just to fast forward to see if I can hear her because we had to pause the episode and we laughed our full head off. It was great. It was amazing. <laughs> Alright, so... We should have Haley do a cameo like that. <laughs> Y'all finished yet? <laughs> have it be a thing. Who's going to cameo this time? Raven cameoed this week. Yes, she did. She's a good girl. Aren't you, Ravy Gravy, who's ignoring me? Yeah, keep doing that. Ray Ray! Come here! You want to you wanna tell anybody anything? You want to tell them? Tell me. Tell them. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Rate, yes. review, subscribe, everybody. Yeah, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. Don't forget uh, Twitter at about a dog one. Yep. Instagram out about ugh, at about a dog pod. pod. More proof we don't edit. Email about a dog pod at gmail.com. You were supposed to be trying to get Raven to talk this I know, entire I'm time. I'm sorry. She like I was buying time so you could do it. She 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 begged for ear scratches. Um, and but, drooled on your Bob's Burger shirt. Oh whoops. Yeah. Um, Facebook at about a dog pod. Um. So, hey, Raven, really? With that, go hug your dog. I just did. And, and she, she drooled on you. She drooled on me. <laughs> but they do love you. They do love you. They do it out of love. Yeah, they do. Ring.